Thanks for joining us for today's edition of Lessons for Living. His word so fresh in our hearts abound. His word made flesh in the here and now. A new life is beginning. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. So let me ask you a question. In a spiritual realm, just stop for a moment. Spiritually, what do you believe and why? It's crucial to your life here and your destination there. And we have to make sure that we, no matter how you were raised, no matter what was passed on to you, one of the reasons for reading the Word of God is to do one thing. Check out what I'm teaching. The Bible contains the guidelines for every follower of Christ. Those who want to teach or preach as a Christian teacher have to be using God's Word if they want to be approved by God. Believers are strongly encouraged to check what their teachers teach against what God says in His Word. Pastor Mark is teaching the importance for every Christ follower to be intimately familiar with the Bible and to be sure that their own beliefs line up with God's Word. God wants us to know what he said and how it applies to us so we can share those same beliefs with those around us. Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. We'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of today's broadcast. Now, here's Pastor Mark in the book of Luke, chapter 20, with part three of his message, What Do You Believe and Why? think you and I, with billions of people in heaven, are going to be lonely. I know we're not going to be lonely. It's going to be great. It's going to be fantastic. Now, will we know people in heaven? Yes. You will know your wife, your husband, all those kind of things. Absolutely no. But the relationship is different because we're actually the bride of Christ. We're going to be there. Also, as you go through this, Think about that. No physical reproduction needed. There's no need for childbearing at all. We won't be lonely at all. And every relationship in heaven, every personal relationship in heaven will be perfect just as they're perfect here. (laughs) Only the people laughing are the married people, really. (laughs) Some of you are going, don't ever show your spouse that I don't have that much time for marriage counseling. You say, well, Pastor Mike, this doesn't sound right. No. In heaven, everything will be perfect. Perfect. We don't understand all of it. We don't really understand it all. But can you imagine saying, well, I'll just soon stay on earth? I don't think so. I don't think so. So when we get there, there's no death at all. We will know one another. What will heaven be like? I can't really tell you. Now, we have all these movies and books, and people go up, they give you a little snapshot. Paul says, I was there. I can't put into words what, it was, what it's like. When, that's why I don't read many of those stories. Was Paul the, the greatest author of the New Testament? 
was asked, what's heaven like? He says, I was there, but I can't put it in words. Well, I can't put it into words either. When we get there, we'll probably be speechless as well because it's going to be just unbelievable. Don't ever think as heaven as kind of an extension of earth. Well, we just pass over here. Not at all. Not at all. There's no time in heaven. I should have heard amen there because I can preach forever. And you could walk out and I have to be fine with you because you can't sin. You have to stay right here. No, I'm just kidding. No. There's no death and there's no sin. Now, when we get there, we'll have brand new bodies designed for eternity. Do you know what Paul says about our body? He calls our body in the New Testament a tent. What is a tent? Some of you will be tending this weekend on your vacation. A tent is temporary. How many know this morning that your tent has started to leak already? Exactly. It's not exactly the same. When you get up in the morning, it's like, where did that come from? All I did was bend down twice yesterday. I want to read you something. Because when you see how the Bible uses this illustration, when we're resurrected, what our new body is going to be, I'll read it to you. It's so exciting. Get ready for some amens. Corinthians 15. In the same way with the resurrection of the dead. Our earthly bodies are planted in the ground when we die. It's kind of a seed illustration. But they will be raised to life forever. Our bodies are buried in brokenness. But they will be raised in glory. They are buried in weakness. But they'll be raised in strength. They are buried as natural human bodies. But they'll be raised as perfect spiritual bodies forever. Amen. Hallelujah. There's nobody here that is going to say, can I just take my old body to heaven? Not one of us. It's going to be perfect. How good is it going to be? I would say this. It makes no sense to any of us. It's going to be billions of times better than it is here. And by the way, here is okay because we have God. Amen. But it's going to be a billion times. No sin, no sickness, no problems, no arguments. A perfect God forever. And we're just going to sit on the cloud and go, hmm. No, get my teachings on heaven. If that was heaven, we'd probably want to stay here. (laughs) It's going to be unbelievable. New Jerusalem's coming down this city. And you know, with the new body, here's the way it is. I want to be on the 17th floor of the new city of Jerusalem. I'm there. Let me just say this. No 95. Amen? Road rage. None. None. I'm there. So I hope you have hope because that's where we're going. Now, here's the question. As Jesus was teaching this in the Matthew, basically the same story, he added something. Look at this. Jesus replied, speaking to the Sadducees, you are in error. You're deceived because you do not know the scriptures. Now, they knew the scriptures, but they didn't really understand the application. Or you do not know the power of God. How could you not believe in supernatural things? How could you not believe in angels? And you think you know the power of God? No, not at all. Not at all. So because you don't know these truths of the Bible, your beliefs 
are wrong. Remember, our beliefs come from here. They didn't even believe in the Messiah because they ignored all the other books than the first five books of the Old Testament. All the others in the Old Testament showed a Messiah was coming. They simply ignored it. They didn't believe that God was all-powerful. They didn't believe that nothing was impossible with him. They had the wrong picture of God. Now, here's something for us today. Why don't people today know the word of God, the only true authority? Why don't they know the word of God? Let me give you some suggestions. Number one, they've never been taught the word of God. Some of you are brand new to our campus. You always want to find a church that teaches the word of God, right from the word of God, because that's the truth. Thank you for being here. You're learning something. Outside our doors, most people have no idea what I'm talking about because they've never been taught the word of God. Second reason people don't know the word of God, they're only taught part of the word of God. Now, we don't have many people today that would say, like the Sadducees, well, I only believe in the first five books. But you know what we do have today in a lot of churches? Well, that chapter there is not you know, good. That one I don't believe in either. You say, Pastor Mark, nobody does that. It's all over. I remember, I remember, and I won't even tell you where it is. There was a thing in the bulletin of a church, and it said this. You want to know what I believe? The pastor writing. I don't believe the Bible is the authority of the word of God. Now, what are you doing pastoring? You going to read Time magazine to us? You see, people perish for lack of knowledge. We're so privileged to have the written word of God. Because that's what's going to get us to heaven. Number three, they rarely read the word of God. Do you read the Word of God? Do you have a private devotion time? Are you in the Word of God? Because the Word of God is what changes us. How we think is how we live. And the Word of God has to correct us. And last, as you see that, many people who are not in churches, they're not hearing a pastor tear out pages, they just believe what they want to believe. And then they become the authority. They come up with their own beliefs. And I face these people many, many times. They'll come up and ask me for something. And I say, well, you can't really do that. You can't live that way. You can't do this because the Bible says, well, I know the Bible says it, but I'm going to live that way anyway. Well, I'm done with the conversation because now they've become the true authority. What are some wrong beliefs that people have come up with? Either passed down to them or they just come up on their own. Let me get a list of you something quickly. Good people go to heaven. Well, that's a wrong belief. But you know, most people believe that. When you ask them, why, when you're in heaven, how did you get there? Well, because I'm a good person. No, that's totally wrong. Good people don't go to heaven. Only forgiven people go to heaven. Number two, all roads lead to God. Very common today. Doesn't matter what you believe, as long as you believe something. Well, that's foolish. All roads don't lead to God. Number three, there is no life after death. Now, most of us here in the United States, at least at this point, we don't believe that. But as more Asian influence comes with Buddhist, Hinduism, all of that kind of thing, no, the end of life is there. And of course, many, many people believe when you're done, it's over with. 
It's over with. That's it. It's it. There's no reincarnation. There's just life ends. And really, the Sadducees believed that way back then. Next, here's a big one we'll hear. Because many of our people now are of the Muslim descent. Here's what they'll say. Jesus was a good teacher. They will never admit what Jesus claimed. He was the son of God. He is God. They'll never admit it. Now, to prove to these Sadducees from their own scriptures that they, remember, only the first five books. So Jesus goes back to the book of Exodus, chapter three, verse six. Look what he shows them. He is kind of capping off this teaching session. Exodus 3, six. And he said, I am the God of your father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. At this, Moses hid his face because he was afraid to look at God. Now look at verse 37, where we're at. But in the account of the burning bush, even Moses showed that the dead rise. So that's like a stab right into their heart. Okay, Jesus is going to show me from our captain, Moses, the first five books. Even Moses showed that the dead rise. For he calls the Lord the God of Abraham and the God of Isaac and the God of Jacob. So God says to Moses, I am their God. Not that I used to be their God. Remember, how long were Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob dead when they're talking to Moses? Thousands of years. And God didn't say, well, I used to be the God of Abraham and Isaac. No, he said, I am their God. It's not that I used to be, I am their God Right now, he says. So that meant what? After those thousands of years, what were Abraham and Jacob and Isaac? They were alive. They'd been what? Resurrected. They were still living. So Jesus proves to the Sadducees that if you deny the resurrection, you deny the truth of your little Bible, the first five books. Isn't that amazing? He knew right where to go. And they were confronted with the truth. At this, look at verse 39. Some of the teachers of the law responded, well said, teacher. And no one dared to ask him any more questions. No kidding. He was the all-wise God. Outside of this wall, there's some questions that we need to make sure that when God opens the door, we can ask people things. Last night, just before church, a couple hours before, I had a problem with a TV issue and whatever. We called, and amazing thing, I was just telling somebody recently, we called, and it was about mm, 3.30 or something like that, and I'd been online with people working on the problem. And they finally said, we'll have to send somebody to you. I said, okay, it's going to be next week, whatever, you know, all that kind of stuff, which is normal. And she says, how's four to eight look for you? And I said, four to eight. What day are you talking about? Today. And it's 10 minutes to four. I says, I'll take that. <laughs> At 10 minutes after four, the service repairman came. Now, that's a God thing. I don't care what you say. I've never experienced that. My, that's supernatural. <laughs> Am I right? It's a pot like, was he parked out front or what? <laughs> well, I can begin to talk with him. 
Another opportunity. Where do you come from? Well, I was raised, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. And, and well, where do you go to church now? Well, I, I believe in God. I know God. But I, I really don't need church. Okay. <laughs> Put that aside. Let's talk a little while here. No. Uh, basically, I had to come to church. So I said to my wife, come on here. <laughs> you got a tag team with me, baby. And so, but he said, I know the Bible. I don't need to go to church. Does he know the Bible? No, because the Bible says what? Always go to church. Be in church. Don't ever stop going to church. Why? Because we're always learning what is right. So he was raised to believe one way, but he's wrong. Now, I didn't say that to him. I just encouraged him. Come to church. It's okay. You know where it's at. You drive by it all the time. Come on to church. So here's some questions I want you to write this morning. You ought to be able to use this kind of a question to talk to somebody. Ask a person, why are you here on earth? Why are you here? Who are you? Are you just a body and that's over with? No, you're not. Let me, your body, soul, and spirit, and you're going to live forever. Second question, like I just said, why am I here? Think what happened just a couple days ago. You saw it. Here's a brilliant surgeon who gets fired from a hospital for some kind of a sexual thing, whatever, I don't know, harassment or whatever. He comes back and he shoots the people he's after because he's angry at them and then shoots other innocent people and then kills himself. You know why he did that? Has no purpose in life. 20, 25 years of study in universities, medical schools. Why? He doesn't know why he's here. He has no purpose in life, and let's just end it. We're the only ones that have purpose in life because we have God that gives us purpose. And the next question is this. What happens when I die? I I, I don't know if he thought he knew the Lord and knew the Lord. That's not my place. That's God's place. But you need to ask, what what are you going to do? Well, I don't want to think about when I die. Really? (laughs) Most important question. Next, how do I know I will go to heaven? Remember, I I use that illustration always because I try to say, when you go to heaven, not question that they would, when you go, why is God going to let you in? So when you see all that, these questions about life are only found here. You can't find them basically in a secular book. You can only find them in the word of God. And we saw today that belief matters. Every decision we make is involved with what we believe. Everyone needs to believe what God's word says. So let me ask you a question. In a spiritual realm, just stop for a moment. Spiritually, what do you believe and why? It's crucial to your life here and your destination there. And we have to make sure that we No matter how you were raised, no matter what was passed on to you, one of the reasons for reading the word of God is to do one thing. Check out what I'm teaching. You need to check out what every pastor is teaching. Not with a negative thing, but is that really right? And when I come to things that there's lots of debate about, I mention that because some things we'll never get right. 
But the basics, we all know are right. How could you go to a church that teaches that Jesus was Lucifer's brother? You don't need to laugh because that's one of the largest religions in the whole world. And it's a cult. I don't even need to mention the name. See, that's why you have to be here. Thank you for being here. Kudos to you guys. Because we are teaching the living, powerful word of God. And that is going to change us forever. Outside this weekend, everybody's celebrating freedom. But they're not free. That's why we're here. To be light and salt in that world. I want to end with this verse. Look at this verse. The spirit of God who raised Jesus from the dead lives in you. Can I hear an amen right there? But what does that mean? The day you became a Christian, Holy Spirit moved in. He moved in. Now read it. Let's look at the rest. And just as God raised Christ Jesus from the dead, get ready now. He will give life to your old tents, your mortal bodies by the same spirit within you. What power is going to raise you from the dead? The power of Jesus Christ. The same power that raised him is going to change us and we get our new body. Amen. Amen. Now I want to leave that up there for a moment. I have a question for you. The spirit of God who raised Jesus from the dead lives in you. For some of you, that is not true. You're a good person. You come to church, but you've never asked God to forgive you of your sins. See, good people don't go to heaven. And when you think about that, that means that you do not have God living in you. You are directing your own life. And today, I would like to offer you the best thing the Bible offers you is a brand new start. All of us have done this. You have to come to a place where you put your trust in God and say, God, I don't want to do my life anymore. I want Jesus the Holy Spirit to live in me. I want to turn my life over. That's where you get purpose. That's where you get meaning. That's where you get forgiveness. Well, Pastor Mark, I've sinned too much. Sorry, you can never say that to God because God says when he forgives us, he forgives us as far as the east is from the west. Everybody gets a brand new start. Everybody. There's no offer you can get in the world like that. And all you have to do is admit you're a sinner Ask God to forgive you. Accept him by faith. Put your trust in him. And the Holy Spirit comes to live in you. And then you get the guarantee of heaven. Plus, in this life, somebody to lead you and to guide you. That is the lifestyle that you want. I know you want it, but you've never taken that step. In today's message, Pastor Mark showed how Jesus confronted and confounded the Sadducees. Using only the scriptures they said they believed, he showed that they were not familiar with their own religious writings. And because of that, they didn't follow God as closely as they thought they did. This is a warning for us as well to not do the same. Maybe you're listening right now and God has placed a certain person on your heart that needs to hear this message. Or maybe you'd like to share it with all of your friends. There's a simple way to share this message. Log on to Lessons for Living Radio and click on the radio program option in the main menu. There, you'll find the Lessons for Living media player. 
In the Messages tab, simply click on today's date. Then you can share today's message directly on your Facebook page, Twitter feed, or send a link via email. You can even embed today's message directly. Again, to share today's message with friends and family members, log on to LessonsForLivingRadio.com, click on the radio program button, then simply click on today's date. You'll find all the options to share. This concludes the message, What Do You Believe and Why? Next time, Pastor Mark will begin a new series. Today, we finish up our study of the Gospel of Luke and the series entitled The Everyday Life of Jesus. It's been our hope that through these messages and the life of Jesus that you've grown in your walk with God. Well, that's all the time we have for today's broadcast. From all of the production team here at Lessons for Living, we want to say thank you for tuning in. And may God bless you. Together, let's do life right. In a hurting world, a new hope he is given.